Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They is buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. everybody happy friday to you february 16th 2024 you're listening to kentucky roll call here on big x sports okay 96.1 fm 1450 am tj walker nick roush and justin kalen you made it you made it to your friday the end of the week happy to have you here thanks for listening to kentucky roll call hope you're having a great start to your morning we're gonna get some snow today supposedly all this nice weather, flirting with the 60s and whatnot, taking a little break from that today, and Mother Nature giving you a little roar with some, I should say winter, giving you a little roar with some snow tonight. Uh, but then I think it's going to be like high 50s again on Monday. So whatever, we can deal with a little bit of a chillier weekend. Nick Roush, how are you? How was your Thursday? What's up? Um, I'm a little disappointed to hear that. It's I've enjoyed this, this nice weather. Um. But yeah, I'm 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 just excited. It's officially fish fry season. The uh, I know for some, you know, if you're uh, by, by late March, you might be getting tired of eating fried fish every Friday. But that first one, man, there's a buzz in the air for that first fish fry. People, the people are excited. The lines are going to be long, but it's going to be well worth it for that 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 piece of fish. I, I can't wait. Can't wait. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I enjoyed not eating meat so much on Wednesday. I think I'm going to do it again today. Wow. Yeah, just scoots a little lint joke there to get you started on your Friday morning. How are you, Justin Kalen? I'm good. I uh, got a haircut last night. I got to eat some sushi last night. I didn't drink yesterday. I'm great. I'm uh, all's good in Scoots world. Played played a lot of Hogwarts yesterday. Did you get a head massage while you got your haircut? Uh, she does the thing where when she washes my hair, she like takes a little extra time and like she uses her nails on my hair. I always enjoy that. Yeah. It's, it's pretty great, man. Getting your hair washed. What is that like? (laughs) Your first haircut since shaving your head for Halloween, right? No, that that was my second one. Oh, okay. Wow. Look at you. Hair growing all crazy. Come on. Why do you grow? Why do you grow it out? Uh, I've done that before. I'll, I'll have to bring you all some pictures sometime. It was not good. Not, not good. I grew it out my senior year of high school just because I was a cross country runner and all the good cross country runners had long hair. 
So I thought maybe if I grew my hair out, it would make me a, a better runner. So I did that my senior year. It was horrible. God, it looked so bad. My head looked like a freaking basketball. It was so round. Well, that's many, many, many years ago. I think it's time to try it again. It could grow. Mm, no, it could look, it, it's just a little bit. I, I, I think that's the next frontier is growing your hair out. It's weird when I grow my hair out. It's like, I don't know, half of it's like curly and then half of it just stands straight out. It's, it's not a good look for me. I'll tell you that. This isn't the longest my hair has been. I mean, it's the longest my hair has probably been in a year, but I think it got longer during the ponytail days, Roush. But we're, we're, right, we're right there in terms of the ponytail Wait. days and the length of my hair. I don't. I don't think there was any pony there, buddy. Uh, I think there was. <laughs> oh, there was a pony. All right, there was a stallion, more like it. Oh, a little hitch in your giddy up. Mm-hmm. But my hair's really long too. And I was talking to Miss Sports Talker, uh, and I was like, I get my hair cut in two weeks, and this was on Monday. She was like, two more weeks? What? It is long. But she hadn't said anything prior to that. She hadn't said anything until I had brought it up. But, yeah, I, I, I need a haircut myself over here, Scoots. Uh, but what I can see through the webcam, you look you look great. Looks like a, a haircut well done. Yeah, she did a nice job. She always does. It, it took a little longer than I would have liked. I, was, I guess I was her last appointment. So she was taking her time with me. It took like 45 minutes, which is, is kind of frustrating. My haircut should be 10, 15 at the most. But then I had to hang around. She was the last one at the salon last night, so I had to hang around, let her take out the trash, and yeah, it was. So I didn't get home till probably nine o'clock, which kind of sucked. What? Oh, I it's, mean, it's, lots of di- it's lots not, of digest I'll, here. I'll break it down for you. It's it's not in the best of areas where I get my haircut. So I guess if you're a, a single lady out that that time of the night, you just don't feel safe taking the trash out. So I, I agreed to hang around for. Yeah, still a lot to, to digest with that. I mean, first off, I think a, a haircut being 45 minutes, I, I get that you can make them quicker. Um, but if you're doing full shampoo, I mean, that... Giving you the massage. That that adds an extra 10, right? Well, she waxes the eyebrows, too, which that was the... That took the longest last night, so... Yeah. Waxes them? Yeah. She waxes... Just like trims them up with wax to make sure they look nice and sharp. Well, so when I first started going to her, I always had her do my unibrow because my unibrow gets out of control. So I always had her wax that. And then one time she decided, hey, let me do the bottom of your eyebrows. And I was like, no, no, no. So she did it. I felt like my eyes were bleeding, but I woke up the next morning and I was like, huh, actually kind of looked like the look of this. So, yeah, we, we roll with the eyebrow wax every time now. How much extra does that run you up? Uh, I don't really know. I just give her $30 call today. Oh, nice. All right. What, what she does with that $30, it's none of your business. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, okay. I, learning a lot about scoots today. <laughs> Good start to the show. This is These are the, the starts that I like. Didn't know that you had a unibrow. It, it's very, It's barely visible, but it's one of those things when I look in the mirror, I can see it, so it really bothers me. Uh, it's it's far from being Anthony Davis. I'll tell you that. I, did he I, did he not encourage you to maybe want to just you know live your life, not no. have to conform to the looks of others? No, I absolutely hate. I, if there's one thing I hate more than mustaches, it's unibrows. So there's that. This is a guy you, with a mustache right now. 
I don't have a mustache. I have a goatee. Uh, what would you, what's 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 that on up on your upper lip? That's part of the goatee. Oh, okay. <laughs> Whatever you say, buddy. I uh I will add scoots that I think that um uh, you know what? It's it's nice that we us men take care of our eyebrow. That's that's a new revelation in my life. But mine is just like getting the clippers and putting a you know, a three on and like just Oh, she does that too. She does the whole shebang. Making sure they're not bushy. She waxes. Is- she plucks. She she trims with the with the razor, like you said. Yeah, she does it all. That that's the thing with. Like, you can look real old real fast because I I TJ I don't know about you but I specifically remember making fun of one of my middle school teachers because his eyebrows were just like it, it looked like he somebody had frightened him like a ghost had frightened him and they were just like i mean caterpillars out the wazoo and otherwise he looked like a he didn't look that old but the eyebrows were just crazy so i that's how i, I feel like that's a good way to make sure we don't look old is by making sure our eyebrows don't get all out of whack so good job scoots way to be fashion forward thanks pal I just didn't know. I we've we've talked about my salon experiences, and here Scooch is probably getting more pampered than I am. I don't get my eyebrows waxed. I don't. I don't get plucked. Maybe you should start. I should. It sounds like I should. I'm paying a little more than thirty dollars, and I'm not having to go to shady parts of town. <laughs> that's that's another interesting caveat to all this. Scooch, you ever? Uh... You ever got, I know you don't like feet. Have you ever gotten a pedicure? You ever got your feet done? No, I told you that yesterday. No, I've never had a pedicure, never had a manicure. I'm, I don't do all that. I, the, I mean, getting a haircut and get is the most pampered I get. Well, I do find it, I don't want to say odd, but like you, neither of you all go to a classic barber shop. Nope. Correct. We, we know that your buddy has one. You go to it. You love it. You have a great time there. We, we know that. We've heard it. I know. I'm just. I'm just fascinated by that because I just assumed that everybody went to a classic barbershop, and yet, like I thought, I thought TJ might be like an exception to the norm. Turns out, maybe I'm out of the norm. Maybe, maybe. Uh, Scoots, do you get massages? Have you ever gotten a massage? I have before. Yeah, actually, when I after I won the lottery down in Florida, I was a member at a at a spa, so I was getting massages probably once a week, twice a week. It was great. That was fantastic. What, else, what what other perks were uh, for spa membership were available? Uh, that's it. No, nothing like you're thinking. It was it was go in get no, a no. massage. But I didn't know well, if it was like a, a sauna or you know like uh, you unlimited unlimited ash. Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't need to do any of that. I just went in, got my massage. My my girl was she was big girl. So yeah, she, she but she was right good. She, she had she had the pressure down for my massage and everything. It was awesome. I, I miss those days. You think? Did you ever? Did you get to know her? Like, did you? Were you all friends? How many? How many massages? Uh oh man. I mean, that was probably for a year straight, one, two, three a week. So probably <laughs> over a hundred. Uh, Gosh, know, uh, asking Scoots if you ever if you ever had a massage. I've ever had a massage, buddy. <laughs> I could teach you a thing or two about a massage. No kidding. Wow, interesting. It was fun. Yeah, I, I do miss those days. I would literally just get massages and play golf. What a what a time! What a time! There, you're telling me there's perks of winning the lottery. <laughs> Imagine that. Hey, yeah. you know what? That is a great because like you didn't 
become into generational wealth. But, you know, if I'm going to come into some money, getting a massage once a week, that's a nice, you know, yeah. Makes you feel like a real king. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Massages are real treats, like a, a professional massage. They're awesome. I've gotten, I don't like maybe, maybe four, maybe three. And like each one, they're just great. You feel better for like 24 to 48 hours afterwards, maybe even longer. Uh, they're they're awesome. To be a, a massage member, that's living large, Scoots. It was cool. Very, very jealous. Well, when Big X wins the lottery again, oh, we're, we're, joining, we're going back to that spa. We're, no, we're, 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 we're all three joining a spa together, and we're getting team We're finding massages. that heffy woman, and we're saying, <laughs> I want the Scoots treatment. I want you to find my pressure points, and we're all going to be happy. Uh, all right, morning pleasantries, as good as we've had in a while, I think. It's been a good week for morning pleasantries. Really? Text, text not into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. We're going to preview the Cats versus Auburn. That's going to be a tough one. For UK tomorrow, we've got some updates on Trey Mitchell, courtesy of Jack Pilgrim from KSR, and we'll get to that as the show goes on. We want to get to our morning grab-and-go textures on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Thornton's is your one-stop shop for anything you need to get your day started, to keep it moving in the right direction. They got 89 cents, 32-ounce sodas. You'll save money on gasoline when you download that Refresher Rewards app. And we love hearing from you on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Colin show is down, says Shannon O'Bannon. Oh. I'll put a text out. To not be able to hear the morning pleasantries. That's, you missed out today, Shannon O'Bannon. Hopefully, maybe it started working because that was about 10 minutes ago. Uh, Another texter says, proud of you, Scoots. Uh, South Georgia Wildcat. And... They sent in a meme of Fast and the Furious and you and Fireball. I I didn't love the fact that you made a note or reference to the fact that you didn't drink again on day two. Because, again, we're still very, very, very early in this thing. But, Scoots, this is your process. If well, that's what you got to do. If, if you're going to take it day by day, then then if it works for you, I'm, I'm cool with well, it. Well, and here's the thing. I have to take it day by day because it's I was taking drinking day by day. So I have to take the non-drinking day by day as well. And I, I'm proud to – I was – I went out to a restaurant last night with my brother, and we actually sat at the bar. He sat there drinking a beer, and I had my sweet tea. And it was it was quite delicious. I quite enjoyed it. So – yeah, Ooh. I got I got through the temptation first first temptation of the Linton season, and I got through it. That's good. That's good. You're tempting yourself early in the process. Uh, on the on the one hand, that's tricky. You're playing with fireball there a little <laughs> bit, maybe a little too fast, too soon. But it is a nice feeling to like be like, you know what? I I'm happy with my with my soda, or I'm happy with my drink. I, I'm 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 cool with with what's going on here. And it sounds like you came to peace with that, so that's good. That's exciting too. Good job. Well, and thank you. I appreciate that. But the one thing about it is, two days into this thing, I really do feel like three times better. And and it's crazy that that can happen in two days. So I'm really excited to see what happens in forty days. Oh yeah, you. I mean, you will undoubtedly lose drop. Uh, probably a, a, bre- a decent amount of weight, I would say, Roush. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say a, a lot of amount of weight. Although, it is one of those things, too, that, it, hey, even if it doesn't happen right away, just keep on chipping away. You got this, Scootsy. You got it. Although, who do the Hoosiers play this weekend? Uh, we've got Northwestern on Sunday. 
Okay, there we so, go. Yeah. See, they're even helping you out, buddy. Yep. They're saying we're not going to drive you mad. We're going to handle Northwestern. Well, and it's at home, and one of their best players is out for the season, Ty Berry. So, pumped. Should be a good weekend for the Hoosiers. You excited for injury? Well, I'm excited that they don't have one more guy to kill us. He's taking yeah. anything. He, he's at, I'll take anything I can get portion of the season for the Hoosiers. <laughs> All right, here's a question I've got for you, Scoots, because we, we did not, you know, we got caught up in our ash talk that I don't think we even mentioned Chris Holtman yesterday. Um, Chris Holtman, noted good guy. Um, he, you know, he's a, he's a nice guy. I hope right? people say that about me. Yeah. Good flag football player. That's what they, I, I'll take what I can get. Um, but I, I, I was – it goes back to the Louisville conversation, Scoots, and I'm wondering to put this in – for you to be in, in these shoes, are you one of those who is – you know what? I, I, I don't want the stink of a bad guy coaching my team or you're, you're happy with mediocrity. Like, would you sign up for – Chris Beard coming in if it meant you're going to a Final Four in the next four years. Chris Beard or Chris Holtman? Chris Beard. I'm just I'm just talking yeah. about Ohio State. Yeah, I would. Okay, so you yeah. you're you're what you don't you don't care about the other stuff. No, nope. I don't I don't care at all. If if I'm Louisville, I mean if Louisville for instance, how can they care? You know, I mean they they've won what twelve games in the last two years. They they can't care what kind of morale this guy the next guy has. Bring in a guy who's a winner. Yeah, but they've they they got in a ton of trouble for stuff like that for people not really doing what they were supposed to do. So yeah, that's the argument against it is that like, hey, you kind of got into the situation because of because you didn't care and you were winning at all costs, and the cost you finally got a check that your butt could cash. Roush, I was going to literally say that like you know that's what got you into the situation, but it's it's patently false for like well I shouldn't say patently it's. It's probably false. On the one hand, if that stuff had never happened, Rick Pitino's maybe still coaching at U of L, and like this, the, the good times are still rolling potentially. Maybe you've got a few more Final Fours, maybe even a title if that stuff never happens. But on the flip side, U of L is specifically in the spot they're in today because of one person, and it ha- and it's somebody that's still, but still the head coach at U of L. They're in the spot that they're in right now because of Kenny Payne. Because he stinks. Because he's not good. He's not good. And, like, there are – I mean, there are now well over a dozen examples of coaches coming in year one to places and doing significantly better than Kenny Payne has. And in his year one, he used the NCAA cloud hanging over the program as a reason for why that was so bad. Oh, not well, true. That, was, that wasn't year one. That, remember that Year was, zero, correct. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. So, like, regard, not true, but even if you wanted to play that way, I mean, this year – well, what's the excuse for this upcoming year? And you're still one of – I mean, you're the worst team in the ACC, which is fighting with the Pac-12 as the worst conference in basketball uh, from a major a major standpoint. So they're in that position because of Kenny Payne. That being said, Scoots, if you brought in Chris Beard to U L or anybody with like a colored past and something else happened – then it's just gonna, you know, it's pouring gasoline on on a fire that is maybe going out, but there's still a little simmer there, and then boom, you've turned into another major poop storm yet again. 
So that's why I think there's some hesitation there. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, I agree with you. Like sports are about winning, and you need to hire people that are going to win. If they're complete POSs, that's a different story. But if it's one, if it's one incident, then 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 maybe that also is a different story. But uh, you've all, like- I, I think, are mostly out on Chris Beard for what it's worth. It's kind of like calling Kelvin Sampson a cheater just because he sent too many texts at one time. Um, now, I, I I will say that if if this we like if Kentucky gets in this scenario, you know, coaching search soon, it is one of those things where I'm glad that I can I don't have to have some sort of hot take one way or the other and do the thing that Louisville media are doing right now just because I know Mitch Barnhart's going to just not do it right. Like we don't even have to entertain that conversation because we know Mitch won't entertain that as an option. Um, but it is so I, cause I, I don't, I don't know where I would be. I would think I would be a, who cares just win kind of guy, but at the same time, it's, you know, it's kind of nice. Like Cal, Cal has been a great guy for the state, a great ambassador for it. And I, that that's one aspect of his coaching regime that I think we take for granted. Um, especially after knowing how the whole Billy Gillespie thing went. Yeah, I, I don't. I think a large portion of the fan base, or at least a good sized portion of the fan base, doesn't take that for granted. And I think that's why some people don't excuse the losses, but tolerate things a little bit more because they just genuinely like Calipari, a dude who's been married for forty years, however long he's been married, seemingly raised a, a fun, good family. I know people have their issues with some of the Calipari kids. That's whatever uh, that's that's on you i think if you do and yeah uses his platform for good gives back to the state has done it time and time and time again not because people asked him to do it just because he has wanted to do something those things are awesome and i, I do think there's a portion of the fan base that gives him a little extra leeway probably more than he deserves because he is a, a good guy but there's a lot of people that love cow respect the hell out of them but just want them gone because all they care about is winning too. So it can go both ways with that stuff where you're like, oh yeah, you are a good guy. I don't think anybody's really assuming Kenny Payne's like a bad guy either. I think that everybody enjoys Kenny Payne. They think that he's done a pretty terrible job and he has, um, but character and coaching, that's always an interesting discussion and debate. Some people really, really uh, are holier than now in that regard. And then other people scoots their, they're more similar to you and me where it's like, let's just win. Uh, that's what college athletics are supposed to be about. Uh, we've seen the impact of communities in towns and even states when a team isn't doing so hot. So you got you to gotta get that stuff figured out. And hopefully you don't hire just a complete and total scumbag. But at the end of the day, you're playing these sports to, to win, not to – you know, not not for not to have everybody feel good about your 4.0 GPA. Well, and that's my yeah. thing about Chris Beard is the fact that pretty well everywhere he's gone, he's won games, and none of his issues stemmed like from the university or shady things he was doing within the basketball program. It was all outside stuff. I mean, there was only one incident. It was him and his wife, girlfriend, whatever she was at the time. So that. That alone doesn't scare me. Like, people make mistakes. Dude made a mistake outside of basketball. If it happened inside the program, it's one thing, but it didn't. It, it was outside the program. So I would have no reservations about hiring a guy like Chris Beard, especially if I'm uh, Louisville. Well, and it's 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 funny because we thought – like, Greg Marshall had some crazy multiple incidents, and it was like a BOFA situation too, where he 
uh, what was it? He like threw a basketball at some kid on the team. Like there was some verbal abuse stuff with players. But the, did the, he fo- did he follow a kid around like campus because they parked in his spot or something yeah, like that? Yeah, he like basically ran a kid down in his car and ran him off the road because he parked in his parking spot, which yeah. is just wild behavior. And you were like, well, you know, people have bad days. I'm sure this is – let's look at his family life. And then you have his wife just, like, spit screaming at Drew Franklin at the 2017 NCAA tournament game and just absolutely uh, – that, that family's they've, – they've, I don't know if I'd say they have anger issues, but I would say that uh, they're very passionate. They seem to wear their emotions on their sleeve. Uh, but Greg Marshall was – you know, he, he was Wichita State basketball for the, for the most part. But, yeah, he – he got ran out of there after the abusive investigations. You can't choke assistants in practice, Roush. Not oh, anymore. He choked an assistant too. Yeah, yeah, he I noticed, did. I noticed too that uh, Beard has the Bob Knight and script on his pullover. Is uh, oh, that's dorky. Right. Like I'm more just like, oh no, can't have that around here. Um, did did they actually coach together, or is he just kind of a jerk like Bob Knight? Like are they just like in the same jerk fan club? I thought he was from the Bob Knight tree. That's what everybody's always said. I, I, I don't so know too. the exact. Was it I don't Texas know the exact Tech correlation. It's it's probably like bad Texas, old Bob Knight. He was with them at Texas Tech for yeah. a bit. Does that even count? I mean, yeah. should it? Yeah, he got really old, Bob Knight. <laughs> he got walk-ons, Bob. Knight. He got walk-ons, exclusive ESPN walk-ons, Bob Knight. A great TV show, if you don't remember it. A texter on the grab-and-go Thornton's text line. We've got Plumley Bro 2. What's up, Chase? He says, Roush, Beachmont Barbershop is fire. Used to hit up Beeler when I lived in Louisville. Flame in the fire. Flame in the fire. I would think, too, if I – I think I could cut – like, I, I think I've watched enough to know that, like, if I if I had to do it, I could – I could cut somebody's hair. Like I could cut your hair, TJ. But you know what? Don't get bullied into cutting your hair. I think that's a good look. You've got the the wet hair out of the back of the helmet look right now, and I think I, that's a great look. Well, you're gonna. I got like ten more days of it, and then and we'll get it trimmed up, and it needs to be trimmed up. I don't. I don't totally hate it. I. I like. It's kind of like flipping up in the back. What's that called? It's not Bama bangs, but like where it kind of curls up in the back a little bit. Yeah, I just call that football helmet. Uh, yeah, like I don't think that's the worst look in the world. I've had worse for sure, which isn't really safe. My my bigger issue isn't the the length at the bottom of the hair. It's more yeah, of what's yeah. going on at the the top of the for, hair. For the but listeners it, it, that can't see, just picture mullet. That's it, it's very mullet esque. No, no. <laughs> I don't think I'm in. I think I am like approaching the mullet territory, <laughs> but I'm still in the land of non mullet for now. Um, maybe I get there in 10 days. Maybe I don't get there, but I could make another sweet ponytail. I bet maybe if we had another on location, we could do that for everybody. But another Thornton's grab and go texter said, Oh, this is from our buddy Mook. Scoot's life needs to be made into a book. There are just so many chapters from Pekin, Indiana to IU girl, the beaches of Florida, winning the lottery, massage clubs and sex contracts. That's from Mook. He's a super fascinating dude. A lot of this stuff, I mean, basically probably 98% of this stuff, we have found out in real time with you all together, the radio listeners. And Roush and I, many of times, just have our jaws dropped listening to Scoots tell another outlandish, ridiculous story. And knowing Scoots, just like, and he's got all these wild stories. He is genuinely an awesome dude. Like, he's he's nice, he's funny. And then so, like, you, but he seems so harmless. 
and small and like cute and you just want to like you know give him a noogie and stuff like that and then he's got stories that are just like uh, tj you're a little baby compared to the things that scoots have done scoots has seen the world you haven't done squat buddy based on all the stuff you hear from justin kalen so we love it we love getting to hear more of it and roush i wouldn't like you know what if scoots just in like two years was like hey guys i, I made all those stories up like i have lived in peak in my entire life I went to IU. I've actually never even dated anybody. Um, you know, like what if it, he's just a BSer at, at the end of the day? Um, he's a he's a man of mystery. There's so many twists and turns. I don't know how this choose your own adventure story ends with this guy. <laughs> it would be actually, I, I would actually be impressed if he made all of this up. Like that, that's excellent storytelling mm-hmm. and creative writing because I don't think anybody would be able to come up with such a ludicrous story on their own. Ludicrous. My sister-in-law loves ludicrous. Luda? Love. Like, when when he was at the halftime Super Bowl show, she went she went bonkers. I mean, Afro Luda, too. Like, I don't... We didn't get much... He didn't pull out the Afro very often. I think Get Back he did in the music video where he had the giant muscle arms. That was a fun video. Yeah, it was. People forget about that. That was just like perfectly mid two thousands music video. Um, uh, Pimping all over the world was definitely a song that I played a hundred thousand times one summer. It came out before my eighth grade year. It was just, oh yeah. I mean, we we we, we jammed to pimping all over the world. I think were, I still have that Pro Five uh, uh, mix CD. Were you pimping all over the world? Pimping all over the South End, baby. All right. Well, it's South End. They pretty much claim the entire world, so that makes sense. We're going to take our first break. We'll come back. We'll give you the updates on Trey Mitchell, the UK-Auburn game, Roush met Bush. We'll get the updates there with how that went, the press conference. I'll listen to it. I'll give. I'll weigh in, but we'll, we'll go heavy on Roush there. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Justin Kalen, Nick Roush. We're back after this. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. I mean, there's Asia? You framed an Asia poster? How hard did the people at the frame store laugh when you brought this in? They did not laugh at me. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call, on your Friday morning. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Thanks for listening, tuning in. If you've got any weekend plans, or if you don't, keep Sauceritas in mind. Two locations in Louisville, Middletown. It's got a drive-thru. St. Matthew's renovated, what, a year ago, two years ago. It's real nice. You're not so worried about the interior. You're worried about the delicious food. And they've got the best Mexican in town at Sauceritas. Download the app today. You can have the order your order delivered to you waiting for you at the store if you're in a rush you just it's really cool you just go inside it's got your name on a big bag you go and you grab it it's all delicious when you go to salsaritas check them out today now i'm hungry they have shrimp right they normally do i probably need to double check and confirm it but they normally do have shrimp um so you can even eat there on friday for lent if you need to um, if you're not feeling a fish fry, go hit up a Salsaritas. There's you can't you can't go wrong with that. Keep the text coming into the show 502-414-1450. We 
two. All right, we'll we'll let these other two people in as the grab and go textures. Um, it's like when a store is closed and you're like, all right, come on in, buddy. You can we 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 can serve one or two more. Uh, this person says, I'm an Auburn grad, lifelong UK fan. In theory, the last ye- few years of Auburn-Kentucky games should have been can't-lose occasions, but Roush is exactly right. Auburn basketball fans are the worst. There's no respect for great programs. They are the biggest group of Johnny-come-lately fans. The second they stop winning at this rate, that arena will clear out and no one will care. They say things that just make it so evident that they don't know ball. Love the phrase Johnny come lately. It's a, uh, it's a great phrase. Um, and he's exactly right. Um, so we're, we're in agreement there. It is, um, you do have to give credit to Bruce Pearl for making that a thing. Cause I don't think it would have, if they didn't have a coach with a bigger personality as he is. And one who's been as successful. Um, maybe he should go back to doing TV. He was he was good on TV on ESPN. Go back to do. Let's go back to the Rick Ray days. He's been at Auburn ten years. Isn't that kind of crazy to think? That is kind of crazy. You know, if it wasn't for John Calipari in the SEC, you'd look at the SEC and you'd be like Bruce Pearl's SEC, which is weird to think about. Yeah. And he was at Tennessee, obviously, before then. Bruce Pearl is somebody that just doesn't get mentioned a lot as a potential replacement for Calipari down the road. And I, I, maybe age has something to do with the Roush. I think in lar- he's 63 years old. I think in large part, a lot more has to do with the fact that just a lot of UK fans don't like that dude for whatever reason. Yeah, he's just two years younger than John Calipari, although yeah. it seems a Seems maybe like five years younger. Take make of that what you will. Maybe that's the the Kentucky effect, if you will. The Kentucky effect can go in a bunch of different ways. People forget that uh, it can be good. It can also not be great. But he's killed it at Auburn. He's done an amazing job. Yeah, their fan base seems like a bunch of dweebs. But if I, I don't know if UK football started competing for college football playoffs, I would probably be like a rabid just absolutely an absolute nut would i respect the big programs i don't i don't even know really what that means but i would want to beat them and if we did beat them i'd talk a lot of trash and have a lot of fun doing it so i really can't even almost blame the auburn basketball fans even if they're big goobers they're they're enjoying something that they felt like was just delivered up and they didn't even ask for it and it's delicious and now they just want more of it but, uh, it was it was hilarious in 2019, even though it came out at our own expense, that they started to roll the trees, Roush, even though they lost. They didn't know that they had lost that Final Four game against Virginia. They didn't know that that foul was called. So their students, like, ran out to the Tumors corner and started toilet papering the trees, and they had to come out, like, five minutes later and be like, guys, we actually lost. That was a good moment. I like that. That was humbling for Auburn fans. They need they need more of those. The The – the biggest difference is because you're right, um, and it, it would be like if if Kentucky had Lane Kiffin or somebody somebody with a big personality as their football coach. The difference is though is we're not idiots and we know how the game works. They're dumb, like really just dumb in the way you can just feel it every time they open their stupid mouths. And that's the difference is we know ball, they don't know ball. Um, I don't think they know what the rules are in basketball. Yeah, every time I watch a game, I'm like, do they know that that's that is a foul? Like you, you can't do that. And I don't think I think the answer is no. They don't because they're a bunch of dum dums. 
There's plenty of people in Kentucky that also don't know ball. Nope, um, only, only Auburn. And, suck, it, suck it, Tigers. Their lack of, of fan basketball IQ it ain't going to help the Cats tomorrow. Got to come in ready to go. And we get an update from Jack Pilgrim Roush. They say Trey Mitchell, the worst possible scenario, avoided. It's not anything that's going to be season-ending. We will see Trey Mitchell again in a Kentucky uniform this year. Jack didn't want to put necessarily a timeline on it, uh, but again, make sure you're following Jack Pilgrim. He he hinted at before the end of the regular season. Not saying necessarily it'd be senior day, but uh, it does uh, whenever it may be. Which it's kind of what I asked not for. I asked to avoid this exact situation, but I did also throw in the caveat that it's better than a season ending injury. You'd rather have him back than not back. Even if that means we have to do a little bit of the song and dance. Sounds like we're going to do a little bit of the song and dance. He will not be available for Auburn. That's not official through UK, but just reading the tea leaves of everything. Caps are, are going to be without their most experienced player tomorrow in such a hostile road game against a really, really good team that is better than you are inside. It's a significant blow not to have Trey Mitchell, but Roush, I, in the, I don't know if we've got Stockholm syndrome or whatever, but like, Hey, this ain't so bad. At least we're going to get him back. Can I, it's definitely a bit of Stockholm syndrome. Here's my take. UK gets so boned with injuries. It's just like the fact that we're like, okay, Hey, he's not out forever. This ain't so bad. I've got a meathead football take. Oh, no. You're not going to say play yeah. through it, are you? Dude, if you walked into the trainer's room before a football game and said, Coach, I've got a sprained trap. I can't play football. They would they would laugh at you. Like, uh, yeah. maybe, uh, you know, miss a game or two. But, like, dude, you, you have injuries. You play through them. The stuff that – I know it's a different sport. And it's di- – you can tape it up. But, like, I mean – there's guys like who get knee surgeries and shoulder surgeries and hand surgeries, and they just play like I don't know two months through them. And this is just like a I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm a meathead for it, and you know I'm I'll, I'll be fine if he only misses like a week or two. But like some of this is just just play. You, you, everybody plays hurt. Everybody's hurt. It's February. You got to play. I so, guess I, I missed this. That, What's going on with him? Uh, shoulder. He left the injury. he left the game on Tuesday with a shoulder injury. Did he take a fall or? No, he it, he made it seem like an old Miss player kind of did like an elbow down on his shoulder or sort of deal. Mm. Like he just kind of got hit in that area and it was like ah, gotcha. something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I, I was acting it out, but people can't hear that or see right, that. They, they can't see that, but yeah, it um, yeah, I just I just. The only injuries that I think are worse in basketball than in football that, like, I'm totally fine with are the ankle ones because that's very unique. And in football, you're not doing as nearly as much cutting as in basketball. So taping that up and just grinding your way through it for a lineman is not nearly as challenging as it is for a basketball player. Um, But I'm just – I don't know. Like, just just play. Like – the one thing Jack did add to is his back's still probably not 100%. So, you know, maybe another week off that'll get better too. I did. That, I also thought about that. And then I read Jack say that. And it kind of, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, this, this is this. 
if if I'm thinking it and Jack says it out loud, you know you were having a good thought. And it was that. They're like, all right, at a minimum, you know his back was probably bothering him. This can just be a good reset and we can get close to 100% Trey for the March run because healthy Trey and unhealthy Trey are different players. And I'd still rather even have unhealthy Trey than just not have him at all. Um, and, I, and, and I think Ole Miss game was kind of a – a good example of that. He wasn't really scoring a ton, but he's still important out there and he was still doing a good job. And you still liked what he brought to the table and how he was spreading the floor and the way that he was playing. So I do, you, you want him back, but hopefully between the back and the shoulder. Now he really is an old man. He will in a week, two weeks be ready to rock and roll. He can get back to knocking down those threes and make this offense even more explosive and Roush I'm saying this facetiously but like with just a couple ounces of reality yeah you know you you lose to Auburn you're still not at full strength you're not you're out of starter you can only judge judge this team when they're healthy and they've literally never lost a game when this team's at full strength so this is just another feather in the injury cap we get another built-in excuse here for the selection committee don't forget it pretty wild that we got not even three quarters of a game of healthy team i mean just what the hell i mean it really like if, if it wasn't so sad it'd be funny that like we and wasn't that before the florida game too where the home game against florida that uk lost where it was like the first game at full strength and then i think uk ended up being without two people for that the game PJ and somebody and yeah <laughs> yeah you were out two people for that game and then you ended up losing and then finally you get to do it again where you're like and this one was much more not anticipated it was like tuesday night around like six or something people were like oh yeah looks like cats are probably gonna be at full strength that's kind of cool uh, we've done this song and dance before, but this time we really looks like we mean it. And then you play for 20 minutes of game action and you're not at full strength again. Again, if it wasn't so sad, it'd actually be a little bit funny. Yeah, yeah, it would be. Um, and what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, I've got a question for you if you want to think about it, but if you're no, ready to rock it off. I'm just – how much is – how much does this hurt you? Because – the reason why we're exhausted from this is because it's the same old song and dance from previous years. Shouldn't Trey kind of be able to seamlessly transition back in more? Like, like I felt like many times in the past when we were doing this injury thing, it could throw off the chemistry of the team because this new it changed the way everybody played. Kentucky, they, they don't dramatically change the way they play without Trey Mitchell. And so I, I, I don't think it should be as – uh, it, it it shouldn't completely mess up the chemistry of the team. Like I feel like some of the other ones have in the past where you're having to completely shift lineups. No, you just have like a worse Trey Mitchell playing his spot, right? Yeah, bringing people back into things is much easier than bringing something new to the party and just seeing how it adapts at all. Uh, there may be a shake off some rust situation but it's easier to have Trey gel with people that he's gelled with for many, many months than it was to say, bring big Z in cold or bring Bradshaw back from injury when that, you know, happened way back when that happened. So I agree with you. I think it'll be a seamless transition there. And then the question that I wanted to ask is, do you think going into the postseason, Kentucky's at full health no. or at, you know, full health, maybe not everybody's a hundred percent, but everybody's available. Everybody can play. 
they're they're good to go because I think that's what it's all shaping up for now, which is crazy that we're even still talking about this, but that's been Kentucky's injury luck this year and really for the last decade. Yeah, no, I'm just not going to let myself get let down again. There's no chance. There is 0% chance, no way, that Kentucky's going to be 100% available. No, Never going to happen. That seems like a jinxy cat, yeah. I catch your drift there. And, of course, Scoots has to now do the RJ with it. Oh, unbelievable. Hey, I I did – This guy just can't get enough of it. I did want to ask you all is – so it's not just Kentucky. If you look across college basketball as a whole, I feel like injuries have really ignited over the last few years. Do we have something going on with our strength and conditioning programs or the strength and conditioning coaches? Are are they pushing too hard? Are they doing the wrong work? Like, what's going on with that? I've got a take, and it's another meathead take. It's the the wussification of America. But there is there it's in football there's a culture of playing through your pain. In basketball there's a load management culture. So I cuz you you mentioned the injury scoots. I think a lot of them are just like a little dinged up, you miss a game or two, you're out for a week or two and then you're back. I don't how, how many significant knee injuries there there was a big one recently. It was um uh, early, early on in the year, where team lost one of their best players, but I, I outside of that, um, and dang it, now I can't think of who that was. Like a pretty good team lost one of their better players for the season. And you're like, oh, well, they're toast now, uh, and I can't think of it. Can't think of who that was. But for the most part, I think a lot of the injuries are just minor. You're out for a little bit, so I. That's why I don't think it's a strength and conditioning. But I just feel like we we're getting more injuries now than we used to. Like, when I think back to Indiana teams when I was a kid, we rarely had guys have to miss games. I mean, and you all haven't had one single game, not one single game this season with your full allotment of players. I just, I think there's got to be something else going on. Well, we just got done talking about that. We did have one game. No, you, had, you had three quarters of a game. It, it was Bryce Hopkins who I couldn't think of. He's, he's the only, like, oh, wow, well, they're toast because he's out for the year. For the most part, it is these ticky-tack sort of deals. And we, and unfortunately, unfortunately, and officially have transitioned into old person radio talking about, they're just not as tough as they used to be. <laughs> Scoots, to give you a little nuance, I do think that draft stock and like the financial outlook is much more coveted and thought out than it was even 10 years ago, but I mean, definitely 20 and 30 years ago where people would be like, you know what? It's my team. I, I got it. I don't care if I'm hurt. I'll have all summer to heal. I'm, I gotta, I gotta play through this. And that was the right approach. That's the approach we all grew up on. That's what we all expect. But now, and if it was our kids, we'd probably take this approach. Now they say, Hey, you're going to come back this season, but you're not rushing that ankle. You've got a whole career ahead of you. You've got the draft this summer. You've got the combine this summer. We need that ankle 100% before you come back on it because what if it's not 100% and you go out there and you damage it worse and then all summer you got to sit out? Also, um, I would just people just look back. at that stuff a lot more now than they used to, Scoots. I just push back on injuries. Didn't ha- Jason Parker tears his knee, a big blue madness in the locker room. Keith Bogan's ankle. Um, Cliff Hawkins' is asthma. Like we had – we've. There's, there's been injuries like this before. Uh, so 
Always been injuries. Hour one of Kentucky Roll Call is done. Hour two coming up next. We'll get to your text on the Thornton's text line. We'll talk about Bush Hamden and his introductory press conference at Kentucky when we return here on KRC. Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call on Big... Welcome back. Hour number two. There we go. Kentucky Roll Call, Big X... Roll Radio. call. Yeah, yeah, totally on me. I, I even told myself, make sure you do the unplug, plug back in thing. You know, that's the secret sauce. And I totally forgot to do it. Sorry about that, everybody. Welcome back. Hour number two, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. We go 7 to 9 Monday through Friday. Replay of the show, 9 to 11, wherever you get your replay. We're having fun today. We do have a lot more to get to. We need to talk about the actual game, Kentucky and Auburn, kind of some things to look for, what we think is going to happen, how it's going to play out. We're going to get into some Bush Hamden talk uh, with Nick Roush here. That's where we're going next. We need to get to the Thornton's text line as well. And then Roush, I would be remiss to not bring up the Batcats get underway this year. Yeah. Pleasant surprise last season. A really fun team to follow. Hats off to Nick Mingione. I was calling for his job. I was wrong. But now there's an expectation. And it's not necessarily get to the Super Regional every single year. But you can't be at the bottom of the SEC. We're past that. And now you got to keep hosting. Let's keep hosting regionals. That was a lot of fun. It was total chaos. IU, they were big, big old babies about everything. Let's do another fun year like that. And it all gets underway today. We'll get to that a little bit later as well. But we haven't forgotten about you, Batcats. We're pumped for this season. The three-and-a-half-point favorites against USC Upstate. Um, And our guy Derek Terry, he had a nice – I know we mentioned it previously, but that that had a nice rundown of like, who's back, who's not, here's how they should be good. That would be a a three-and-a-half run. Roush. Scoots, buddy, you, you gotta, you, you gotta, gotta you just gotta flip you, your you brain. Ass whooping, you, you gotta buddy. flip your brain. It's baseball season. They're called no, runs, not points. I mean, it, it, it is baseball season, but it's not. <laughs> Scoots, gosh, some days I just want to. <laughs> I try to bring the bully side of you out sometimes. I know, Scoots, you've given up alcohol, but there will be runs for the Batcats this weekend. Dale. The, seriously, reading up on this series, I, I, I think Kentucky's going to give up some runs themselves as well. I think there are going to be some high-scoring games. But there's no reason the Batcats should score probably under like eight runs any game this weekend. And there probably should be a game where they put up like 20 or 21 runs. This pitching staff they're going against is not great. They only have two lefties in the entire staff. That means UK is just going to see righty after righty after righty after righty, and they're going to make them pay. So 
Of course, I'm saying that, and UK is probably going to lose one nothing today, so just take all this with a grain of salt. But it's going to be run city for the Batcats this weekend. And Roush, anything short of a 3-0 sweep will be a little disappointing. I mean, you can live with 2-1, but yeah, it, no, it, should, it should be Sweep City USA to start the season. And I'm, I'm pumped. UK's got some of the best jerseys in baseball, too, if you care about that sort of thing. They do. They, they, they're awesome. Uh, totals, totals 11 runs. How's that, Scoots? Is that better for you, buddy? The total is 11? Yeah. The total oh, 11. well, you know, Lucy's either not going to college or going to a really nice college, <laughs> and I feel like it's going to be a really nice college. I'm going all in on the total. Is that on our, you know, like the normal non-offshore? Yeah, DK. Was, yeah, um, okay. I mean, I'm putting. Some shekels? Yeah, and I guess the one concern would be like first game. Do you do you think the bats are going to wake up and right, right, right. that sort of deal? Flip side, maybe the arms are extremely rusty. They, they they need a little more time to get a feel for the strike zone and stuff like that. Very interesting. I would feel better about like the over tomorrow, but then again, does the number do they do they learn their lesson? Exactly, they, that's what you worry about. Oh, college baseball. This is why we wanted the Batcats to just have a slight bit of life, because this can be fun. We're going to be basketball heavy, Roush, and second to basketball is probably going to be spring football. But the more and more baseball can make a name for itself, the more that I will happily happily talk about it. And, of course, once these other sports kind of start to wind down and baseball is the only thing around – you bet your sweet buns we'll we'll be talking about baseball on a Tuesday show leading into a game, and then Wednesday it'll be the first thing we talk about after morning pleasantries. So let's hope the and, and if the Batcats end up stinking, we won't do any of that. So uh, so much of it is dependent on them being good. But if they're good, we're we're on board. And if they're bad, we'll still talk about them, but we just won't be as excited to talk about them, most likely. So hopefully they get off on the right foot this weekend. Um, I think it's safe to say that Bush Hamden got off on the right foot, uh, at least with uh, our audience on KS Board, who is like following along and commenting and stuff. Uh, TJ, you listen along. There was something with his uh, delivery. I think we didn't know who Bush Hamden was at all, but there was something about the the poise and the confidence up there. You're like, oh, this guy sounds like he knows ball. I bet he's a pretty decent coach. Yeah, I. if you lose a press conference, you're in big, big trouble. Scoots, mute your mic, please. If you if you lose a press conference, you're toast. He didn't lose a press conference. He did, he did great. Yeah, I thought, you know, he was – you liked the things that he said. I, I could tell Stoops could be excited with this guy just based on kind of his tempo talk and stuff along those lines. But, yeah, he said all the right things. And, and I saw a bunch of Kentucky fans be like, you know what, I'm, I'm excited about this guy. That's how these things go, and it's really how it should go. It'd be more concerning if it's the alternative. And fans just want to be optimistic, and, and most of them. The majority of fans just want to be hopeful. And he said all the things to, to check all those boxes. So right. if, you're, if you're excited or you're on board with him, that's great. I, I love the enthusiasm. I – he said all the right things, so I'm I'm with him. Uh, but you know, we, we won't be able to judge until you're actually playing the games, and it's Saturday, and it's an important SEC game, and it's the second half, and you need to make some adjustments, but you want to keep doing the things that are working as well. And I, and we'll see if he's got that. Thought it was interesting. He's going to be in the booth. He's not a down on the field kind of guy. I thought that like, was interesting. He likes the coffee, man, and I, I like the coffee upstairs too. I'm a big fan. 
Uh, and I knew this, and I don't know why it sank in just like seeing him in Kentucky Blue yesterday. But I do think there is something, and I, I don't I don't know even what it is. So I, radio hosts all the time will pretend to have answers. In this instance, I don't I don't even know. I like it, and I don't know exactly why I like it. But and we knew this. We knew this before. We knew this based on his resume. But it just really hit home seeing him in Kentucky Blue. UK went and took an offensive coordinator from the school that he loved, from his alma mater, from a place where you know he probably thinks if I can get things going there, I if the if the head coach leaves, I'll be the head coach of the place that is home to me. And UK went and took him. Now again, it's SEC football versus Boise State. Any maybe with the exception of Vanderbilt any school in the SEC should be able to go pluck a coordinator from Boise State. But there's a little bit more to that. That we, we had fun with the with the roots talk with Liam Cohen, but that dude legitimately had roots in Boise, and yeah. Kentucky was able to just go pluck him for a relatively uncertain situation. You've got some pieces. You really don't know how they're going to shake out. The offensive room has just been nothing but – transition and transition and transition for the last five years and you know I, I don't want to say he didn't think twice about it maybe he did I'm sure it was a hard decision ultimately and, and maybe it strictly just came down to money where it was like I can't say no to this because it's just such a huge and, and that's probably the answer that is likely the answer but yeah. seeing him in Kentucky Blue Roush it did make me feel I, I don't know if it was about Kentucky football or just the state of the program but I was like you know that is kind of cool that UK could do that. It's it's strictly probably money, but even if it is strictly money, it's nice to know that like, hey, life after stoops in five years, ten years, whenever that is, UK does have big time football money, and uh, they should be able to get people most of the time that they want to get. Well, my, and, and, my, and we knew and we knew that based on Liam Cohen's salary too. But I think what you're getting at, TJ. Because I I'd mentioned it previously, right? Like, he had a pretty full cupboard there. He had recruited well. He got Malachi Nelson, had the returning Mountain West Player of the Year. So, there was a lot to be excited about out there. But what you're getting at is we aren't just hiring some NFL mercenaries to see if they know how to run a college offense. Those are NFL guys who are trying to adapt to the college, adapt their system to college, um, and then eventually get back to the NFL. This guy, he went and spent a year of the NFL basically to learn what they're doing so he could figure out how to better work it in his college system. Um, and he didn't say it out loud, but it's pretty clear his aspirations aren't to somehow get to the NFL, but he wants to one day be a college football head coach and to walk down that pathway, being a play caller in the SEC is a step in the right direction. Um, he said, you know, there's... I did kind of get a chuckle out of it when he said there's only so many opportunities because it's like, well, Kentucky has one of these, you know, every year for the last five years. So I, I might, I might disagree with you slightly there. Uh, but, but I, I think that's the part of it that does make me feel a little bit warmer and fuzzier inside. Just knowing that while we don't, aren't getting some guarantee about playing at roots, uh, we don't know what the buyout is. Uh, there is a sense of, he really wants to be here. He's interviewed for this job previously. Um, he he knows what it's like in the SEC, and he's he thinks that how he coaches can be successful to here. So let's go take a spin behind the wheel and, and see what it gets us. 
Scooch, you got any thoughts on Bush? Uh, no, none at all. Zero thoughts, sir. <laughs> Zero um, I do thoughts. Think, I do think just by sharing the quote about we're always going to be on the attack, like people just love hearing that. People also are going to love hearing that he's no huddle um, because that was one of the program's biggest problems the last couple of years was getting out of the damn huddle. So even though it's not going to be um, Kendall Browles going super fast all the time, um, where you're just getting to the line and go, go, go. Um, it'll be much easier to go fast if your base offense is no huddle. They said uh, there are going to be no huddles at least 60% of the time. That's just their base. So I, I think Kentucky fans love to love to hear that as well. And he, he had the great line, too, um, about the quarterback run game. It's like quarterback just needs to get, get us two first downs a game, which I think is – I mean, Patrick Mahomes did that in, in the Super Bowl, right? Like that – Quarterbacks at, at an elite level, you got to be able to do that some, um, even though I know, you know, like Brock's dad's like, we don't want him to be a runner. Well, like, you don't have to make him Cam Newton or Tim Tebow, but uh, you're a pretty good athlete. Go go get some first downs in some challenging situations. You just you need to be able to do that. Can we have any big takeaways from the spring? Is there any signs – that it could either be things are going well or things are a complete disaster? Uh, I, mean, I guess we would know some signs of things are a complete disaster. People getting in trouble, people not showing up. You know, like, of course, we could go down that avenue. But is there any truthful things we could spot to know, like, oh, yeah, this is actually – I like what I'm seeing here. Or, eh, this is a little concerning. For me, it's um... – it's how much do the coaches try to temper expectations versus gas people up? Because I don't – I think they're going to go the opposite direction of what Devin – what they did with Devin Leary last year. So if they're still saying good things about Brock, like if they can't help themselves but say it, I, I would think that's a positive. Maybe I'm just getting a little too meta with that. Oh, it's, a it's a tough question. Yeah, yeah. But in in the other part of it too is trying to figure out Bush like is he one of those guys who's just full of it like like Rich was going to be <laughs> Rich was just completely full of it. Like he would just uh, gas him up no matter what. Um or like I I don't know what kind of media guy Bush is going to be. It, it takes you a little while to figure those guys out. He really hit on the relationship with the media. He's going to be transparent. There were a lot of things in there, TJ, that was just like, oh, so the opposite of Lamb. <laughs> but, like, what, what coach is going to go up there and be like, guys, I know you've had access in the past. We'll kiss it goodbye. You're not going to know squat. No. It's, this this is the Kim Jong-un regime of the offensive coordinator era at Kentucky. You will not learn a thing. Nobody's going to do that. You're, you're right. But also, if you look on – if you if you flip the – there's reasons to believe that he is because Chris Peterson is buddy buddy with like that's Chris Peterson's reputation. He's a Chris Peterson guy. And uh, TJ, how can we forget? He hugged the radio guy. So like, I mean, can you get more transparent than than hugging the radio guy at the press conference? And unfortunately, I have to report I'm not as good of a journalist. I did not hug Bush Hamden after the press conference. Um would have been really funny if we had like the bar stool video production budget to like have a film crew there and you like awkwardly have to go try to hug him at some point. And then, I, you know, it probably actually really gets you in good with him. 
And then, like, afterwards, you'd be like, we were just doing a bit. We know that the guy at Boise State hugged you. We played that radio clip on our show, or we talked about it. We had fun with it. So I just – we were at some point, we're going to, like, do an awkward thing where I had to try to go hug you. You'd probably get in good with them if you did that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did ask him how he took his coffee. Um, so, you know, straight black. Um, the, there also was an awkward moment, TJ, where in many of these intros – slacks the sports information director for kentucky will say hey um it's your intro so state your name and affiliate so we can get to know she did not like bush just kind of went to the mic and started talking so when i asked my first question nobody else had done that i introduced myself did my question and then nobody else did afterwards i just so i was the one guy who said it like a try hard doing the like nick roush ksr and it I don't know. That's embar- That's really. That's really embarrassing. I don't know. Why it wouldn't really everybody is. else in, well, introduce I, themselves? Like that doesn't yeah, make sense. And I know that's not a normal thing that we do every day, but like that's the whole point of this whole thing is like you get FaceTime and hey, here's my name. You're probably gonna forget it, but like that's not. <laughs> I know that like this is an awkward setting and we're not going hand to hand and having a conversation, but that's what it's supposed to be that's what it's supposed to simulate so yeah uh that that was uh i was the only one who was being try hard journalist i think you were the only one that that had morals i don't think morals i don't know if morals is the right word but i agree if it's your first time meeting somebody i think it's professional to do what you did professional there that's the word excuse me was looking for not morals professional yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. same thing you're the only one with morals because you would say your name before you ask the question all right bush well it's great to meet you and just be the best offense in the sec we won't have any problems buddy yeah just don't de- please bush Get do not board. dm fans on twitter do not dm fans on twitter unless it's just to be like hey you're you're the man i really think you're funny big blue cardi unless you're way, being nice don't DM fans on Twitter if you're in a coaching position at the University of Kentucky. Do we think Big Blue Cardi got his account suspended because Liam Cohen kept reporting him? Uh, there's a, there, Big Blue Cardi has haters out there. Big, Big Blue Cardi means you're doing something right, buddy. But you, you've got your haters. Uh, he, I think he, he, I think he it could be a she. Uh, they, they, they made another burner account though, so they'll be back. They'll be back to their tweet games soon oh, enough. Back, back with a vengeance. Text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Roush, I, I started painting the baby's room yesterday. Nice, nice. I love painting. Love it. I could be a painter. Like, if if the appraising biz keeps going this slow, maybe that's what I'll do. My only issue is I suck at it. <laughs> so you like the act of doing it. Oh, my gosh, I love it. Yeah. But, like, all right, here's the question. How does one suck at painting? And and now is this and let me add this caveat. Anyone could suck at doing the trim because that can be difficult. But you can't it's impossible to suck at just painting regular, right? Like just with a roller? Are you talking about with a roller? We go from the offensive coordinator, Bush Hamden, talking to trim. Um, yeah, no, uh, well, so I was doing trim work. Yesterday was mostly trim work. Yeah, and that, that can it, be annoying. And Like, there was just, like, four different – not four. I mean, really, it was probably ten, if I'm being honest. There was, like, ten different times where it was like, 
oh, damn it. Like, I got it on the ceiling. I was like, oh, I got it. Like, it, like I would get it in areas that I just wasn't supposed to get it in. And I was trying to be mindful of it. And I had, like, yeah, I had the appropriate brush. And I still would just mess up. And then I'm stepping off my little ladder and accidentally oh, no. step on the edge of my little paint container. Oh, and it's no. like the hilarious. This really was like you, I had to. You're the, you're the gift of the guy cleaning his car and just drops everything all over the place. Literally that exact thing. This could have been so much worse. I got lucky, and it, it came and it splattered up. But luckily, it just it fell on the cloth underneath for the most part. My sandal that I was wearing got that got covered in paint. And I was like, all right, you know what? This could have been a lot worse. Not so bad. Took off my sandal. Took off my sock. It was like almost dripping, but I got a towel for it. I was like, I'm going to go, I need to go wash this off in the shower immediately so it doesn't stain my sandal. And so I go and I wash it off. And I guess the way that I was holding the sandal with the water pressure, it sprays and it looks like a paint bomb had gone off in my shower. Like it went <laughs> everywhere. And I was like, oh my gosh. And now I've got to deal with this. And luckily it's it's coming off because it's wet and it's like, you know, that uh, Surant, whatever, it's not tile, but it's whatever type of material in that shower. And um, it's coming off, but it's just everywhere. And then it's like gotten all over the shampoo bottles. And it's like, well, now you have to explain that to the wife. And, um, then, then just a little bit more, like as I'm walking out, it's leaking and dropping everywhere all over the bathroom. There was a little, uh, uh, you could see my like little footprints of paint as I was walking as if I was like a little three-year-old, but really I'm a 32 year old man. It was a disaster. There's no really other way to describe it, but I do enjoy it. It was fun. I also picked way too dark of a color too. Um, oh, no. Yeah, we're rolling with it, though. Okay. We're just okay. going to hope the baby... We thought it was lighter purple. It's a little bit of a darker purple. See, purple is a challenging... You really do have to put it on the wall to see the lighting. like Because it can... It, it can either be dark and look almost gray, or it can be so light it almost looks blue. Uh, we thought this was going to be like a light purple... Um, like a racing Louisville type of purple, and it's probably closer to like a Minnesota Vikings purple. It's a pretty color. It's just a little darker, and dark rooms are dark rooms. Um, but one one whole wall is going to be a white like wallpaper sort of thing with flowers, so that'll brighten it up. And then I also think the lamp or the the ceiling fan we have in there is not the brightest, so we'll get a brighter one in there, and that will brighten things up. But um, yeah, so that was a good chunk of my Thursday evening, just making an absolute disaster of a paint project that I'm not even probably 20% finished on to be. DJ, well, do you have painter's tape? I've got, yes, I've got painter's tape. And you you're, still you're, got it on the ceiling? Yeah, uh, I, yes, I'm, uh, yes, I'm an idiot. I've, well, I'm, a, I'm acknowledging this. We're not shaming him because here's the thing. My wife, she's an art teacher. She's a painter. She, may, she does this all the time. It's just... The key is just being quick enough and having a wet rag ready to wipe the, the to wipe your mistakes clean as soon as it happens. So truthfully, I did have that, and like it, it just that thing dried up quicker than the Sahara. It didn't matter. Like I would do it, and then it would just kind of smear it where it looked even worse. But I'm gonna get some. I got white paint. Yeah. I, it, it'll be nothing but a little touch up work. It won't be a big deal. I could even get like white out probably and and touch on it. But I was just like even making mental notes to be like, all right. You know, you already messed up three times. Do not get it on the ceiling. Ah, you got it on the ceiling. You know, it was frustrating. It was annoying. 
Yeah, it happens. But you're you you got this, Teed. You're gonna finish your weekend. That bad boy's gonna be done, and you're gonna feel a great <laughs> sense of accomplishment. Texture says, "Who's pounding the keyboard?" That instance was actually me. I'm sorry. I've had a, a few technical slip ups that were totally self inflicted over on this area. Uh, all right, I have a trivia question for you all. Don't look at the chat. Okay. You may have already seen it, but since 1985. How many 12 seeds do you think have won a game against a five seed in the NCAA tournament? Unique schools. So if a team's done it multiple times, they're only getting counted once. Oh, oh so, okay, okay. So just unique schools. All right. Yeah, so, you know, if somebody's... Just the 12 seeds that have won. The, so it's not how many 12 seeds have won since 1985. It's how many schools representing as a 12 seed have won since 1985. Unique schools. All right, Scoots, I'm I'm going to – if you have a number, I'm going to explain my rationale. I've got a number, but I have no ra- – well, I guess I have a little rationale for it. But So my number is a good old 40 because I'm just thinking that about one a year is probably the right average because there's some with none, there's some with multiples, and I've, I would – be willing to think that there's only a couple schools that have repeated as a 12 seed that have won. Um, that that feels like it would have only happened a couple of times. So I'm just going to say 40 because that that's right around one a year. Well, this is going to be really interesting because I used the same strategy except for 85 to 2024 is 39 years. So I'm going to go with 39. The correct answer, and it shocked me. Is forty eight? Wow, forty eight unique schools have won as a twelve seed, and you got to think a couple of them maybe done it a few times. So really, that number—you know—how many twelve seeds have just won games since nineteen eighty five? You you would have to think that number is north of of fifty. Yeah, yeah, you would think it'd be like in the sixties. I mean, that is wild. Something to remember when Selection Sunday rolls around. Forty eight unique. 12 seeds have beaten five seeds in the NCAA tournament since 1985. I I would have guessed, like, you all were both much higher and well thought out than I. When I heard you, I think unique tripped me up a little bit, but I I was guessing, like, 25. Um, I was thinking, like, you know, I bet a couple of these schools have done it. But now that I think about it, it's usually – different conference winners that don't get in the dance a lot. I mean, we've had several years where there's been two or three 12 seeds beat the five. You're right. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. Uh, let's get to the Thornton's text line just briefly, and then we'll go to our uh, our last break. Where are we at? I think we finished yesterday's, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I can tell you. Oh, yeah, here we are. A uh, couple of days late on this, but thought DJ's passing was really good on Tuesday. He was not making those plays earlier in the year. I've got no big concerns about DJ Wagner. I know some people are like nervous about his scoring and is he fully a hundred percent? I don't know his health update, but he he'll be fine. Like, you know, I don't think, I think this, we're going to need actually probably a really good DJ game tomorrow. If Kentucky's going to want any chance to win, but I agree with you. He was still doing some good things when he was out there on the floor. My guess is he's not at a hundred percent, but I would hope that maybe he's getting closer. You don't know if those games are like a setback necessarily or if it's just a time thing and in time it'll get back to 100%. But I think he's still working his way back, and I I expect some good things out of him tomorrow. Uh, Or otherwise, UK is going to be in big, big trouble. 
Texture says, Scoots, you can change the appearance of what you wear in Hogwarts game and still keep all the high-level gear so you don't run around looking like a goober. Uh, yeah, but Scoots is a goober. Yeah, but if you keep, the, if you keep the high-level gear and you're not wearing it, it's not effective. So you've got to be wearing it. So you have to look goofy. Just mm, part well, of it. Texture says you're wrong. Mm. They say you're wrong. Uh, can't wait for Batcat season to start. You know what? I'm I'm getting fired up, too. I don't know if it will always lead off the show, though, TJ. A midweek game that they beat Ball State 17-6. to six. Uh, and When there's nothing else going on, I wouldn't be shocked. Oh, oh we'll, we'll, I'll have plenty of takes to cook up elsewhere. Don't you worry, buddy. Oh, that'll I don't want to scare people off their anti-baseball, because I can be anti-baseball, admittedly. We, if they're good, I will be excited about it. And since, you know, I'm a... Uh, I'm a good chunk of this radio show. I'm going to talk about things that get me excited. Salt Lake Brian here. Scooter, you can do it. Matt West listeners are behind you. Also, TJ opening the show just talking about alcoholism and death is probably a first in sports radio. I don't think we did that. Alcoholism and death? I don't I don't remember that either. I, we talked about death. Like, I, I talked about how the ashes and stuff like that. And then Scoot's just overall general. Yeah. Okay, so technically, yes, we talked about death. But we, we can't be the first time, radio show to do that. We would spend a lot more time talking about getting ash than death. So. <laughs> Another texter. But I, I like your support for Scoot, Salt Lake City, Brian. That's nice of you. Same. Very upset you all didn't give Corey a bigger pop on his reproductive joke. Big win for Nick yesterday with the Bush likes coffee. Anyways, why are we so bad at switching defenders? Seems like all the other teams has to do is run a pick and roll, and they'll drop one billion on us. Go Cats beat Auburn. It's inexcusable. This team has been as bad as they are in pick and roll defense. You can be bad defensively, and that just be something that you're never great at, but I just refuse to believe that this level of talent for Kentucky should be this bad at pick-and-roll defense. But I think they took some steps in the right direction in the Ole Miss game. You're going to really, really, really have your work cut out for you against Auburn on Saturday. They're better than you inside, Roush, and those are the type of guards that can score from anywhere on the floor they can do the little shimmy shake and throw up a three from 24 feet that go in and then they can be dribbling make you think they're going to do that shimmy shake and then they'll just drive right past you as you're saying goodbye to them looking at their back there it's a it's a really tough matchup for kentucky i I can't be any more clear than that they have got to be good in the pick and roll or else Auburn will put up 100 like they did against South Carolina with ease, maybe even 110. South Carolina or Auburn's going to want to run. They're going to want to play fast. And Kentucky normally likes to play fast. So I, I don't this may be one of the few examples where like you you'll you'll need to be a little cautious not to get not to look up at the scoreboard and be down 32 to 12 because you got caught in a track meet that you just weren't prepared for. Cats are going to need to play smart. Cal, you can't do the turnover thing. I, they normally haven't, so I'm not as concerned about that. And Cal needs to be smart with his timeouts, too. Be strategic with it. I, if you want to run a little bit, that's fine, because this team can be good running, too. And Auburn's going to have a really, really tough time guarding Kentucky. But pick and roll. There's a million reasons to think that this game ain't going to go well for UK. But you still got to go play it out. This team has a ton of talent. They shocked us with that Tennessee road performance last year. 
weird things can happen. Auburn just had an absolute insane game on Wednesday. Can they replicate that? Will the pressure get to them a little bit? But it's a it's a tough it's a tall challenge, tough task for Kentucky, no doubt about it. I'm excited for it. I can't wait to see how these guys are going to respond. I'm I'm looking forward to it as well. Should be a great game. How about we take our final break, come back, handicap the matchup, finish up the Thornton's text line, and share our picks for the game. Sound good? We'll do that. One more segment of Kentucky Roll Call for the week when we return. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Welcome back. One final segment for the remainder of the week. This is it for Kentucky Roll Call this week, and then it's weekend time. Welcome back, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Scoots, if you can talk and it doesn't go over the air, why don't you just tell us when we're back on air every time? Seriously. Uh, because I have, to, I have to pot your all's mic up eventually. Uh, but when, when, my, when I got the pod down that you all come through, I'm able to talk to you. But I can't hear what you all are saying. Well, that's good because we we've been told that we would go over air. Correct. But you could just say, hey, five seconds, you're on. I guess. You don't, you don't like the point? You want me to go away from the point? H- hate the point. Hate the point. <laughs> Lose the point. The point, can, you can shove that finger right up your bush. Because I, I may be, I may be, I, okay, let's say, I may be like on another website looking up a stat, reading the text line. I may not have our video locked and loaded and your point's very quick it's like a point and you're gone so if you miss it i don't know if we're on not on and then you'll make that like (laughs) you'll make that face where it's like what's he doing why isn't he talking but if you just said hey five seconds then we're good to go i could actually okay I'll, i'll think of something in the future i think i could actually be like go and then quickly unmute you all yeah, you could you you yeah. could do that. Yeah, okay. that that would work. I'll try that in the future. I didn't know we were so anti-point. I'm a little we, anti-point. We're very anti-point. It's a condescending ass point, Scoots. <laughs> I was honestly probably gonna bring up like Scoots. I just need you to like hold up a paper or like hold up your hands <laughs> when we're on because I may not see it right away. And if I don't see it right away, then you're you're in big trouble if you miss the point. <laughs> it's a PowerPoint to say the least. I got a compliment on my shady ray sunglasses yesterday. No joke. Come on. Somebody said, hey, I like your sunglasses. I said, hey, Shady Rays. They sponsor the radio show. ShadyRays.com. You can save big bucks at Shady Rays when you use promo code BIGX for 40% off. Polarized sunglasses. They've got the 30-day money-back guarantee. If you don't like them for any reason, send them on back. You'll get your money on back. Everybody's happy. And then if you have them and you love them, and then you break them or lose them or something happens to them, you can get a replacement pair with a small processing fee. It's basically a buy one, get one deal with the, you take in consideration that small processing fee at shadyrays.com. Promo code Big X for 40% off. We've got a few things to get to. On yeah, the okay. Line. I did want to just say shout out Caitlin Clark. That was a badass way to break a record. She said, I needed eight points. Let me go get eight points in two minutes and just hit the last one from the logo. I mean, that was a very. 
Tayshawn just like, all right, I'm just going to bang one from deep. Who cares about how far away? If you're I'm Kate, make this if quick. you're Caitlin Clark's teammate who put up 47 two weeks ago, how ticked are you that you set the Iowa record and then Caitlin Clark not only gets the all-time scoring record, but she beats your single game scoring record in the same night? That's so frustrating. I, I mean, you kind of no, got to know that that's probably inevitable, though, right? Your your teammates with Caitlin Clark. That's what she does is get buckets. Certified bucket getter. A uh, lot of fun to watch her play basketball. Um, so congrats on the history, Caitlin Clark. Keep bringing that electricity. Just like we have some electricity here on the Thorns text line. She could, have, she could have another year, by the way. Yeah. She could. Um, Which would be smart. You got to wonder, like, is the nil money better in college than it is in – than a WNBA salary. Well, especially at Iowa, where like they really care about women's basketball. I mean, they Iowa just is they they care about their college sports. Like they they have a very strong wrestling beat. Like they're different there. So yes, I think that there is a chance that it could be competitive with. So hear hear me out, and we don't have enough time to really get into the nonsense of all this. What would stop Mitch Barnhart besides his top? button button from saying hey caitlin clark you're our new head coach we're giving you two million dollars a year player coach player coach two million dollars a year and you do what you want like and first off who wouldn't want to come to kentucky to play with caitlin clark for one year like you would you would kill it in the transfer portal and then secondly coaches know more than caitlin clark does and she obviously wouldn't be able to do like game planning and stuff like that because she'd be focused on practicing and playing so she'd have assistant coaches that do some x's and o's and stuff like that but i'm probably trusting caitlin clark to know the flow of a basketball game as well as a lot of coaches not to single anyone out specifically right like she is she is no she knows what's going on she knows basketball. You can't be as good as she is without having an idea about how a game is unfolding and maybe how you should play things. And most of the time on offense, it's as simplistic as make sure Caitlin Clark has the ball. So I know Mitch Barnhart's not going to do that. That being said, what's this, if she can grab transfer and have one year, what's to stop a place from doing that? Because and it's probably not the dumbest thing in the world. You can't, I mean, the university can't directly pay her, so it would have to be some sort of – deferred payment sort of agreement wink wink nudge nudge um sure but uh, and not that like necessarily a place like uk but well you, even I, if you made it an assistant coach because the, the the bigger issue is just like all the other responsibilities of head coach recruiting media responsibilities yeah, but you, have a, you have a staff you have a staff for that stuff she's just electric and like it, it would be worth it with the bump that your your program could get and she's going to stay at Iowa, but I do wonder, I, I'm guessing she'll go back for one final season and just do all this stuff again and just be the, but she's a rock star. I mean, Scoots was talking about going up to Bloomington to see her when they played IU. Like yeah. that's, that's wild. And yeah. if she was playing in Lexington, I bet a ton of people in Louisville would make the trip over to go see her. So she is, she is the biggest rock star in the history of women's basketball. She's, she's great for now. But, man, how exhausting is it going to be to have another year of that? 
Like, we're just going to have Caitlin Clark overload at that point. Well, that's the thing is people are going to start, like, hating on her. Yeah. And maybe that's already happened. But, like, that that's oh, just yeah. when, you're in the, when you're in the limelight as much as she was last year and then this year and then certainly again, that's going to be the fun thing is, is people wanting to see you fail and not succeed so that people are going to root for that. But that's that's going to be the twist there, Scoots. It's, she'll, she'll turn into the villain. One texture on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450, says, I've got weekend plans now. See you soon, Salsaritas. Hopefully they have the shrimp again in St. Matthews. They didn't for a while. Yeah, you got to get that oh, back for, for Lent season. It, it is back. I can confirm shrimp is back. Uh, okay. Yeah, shrimp is back for Lent. Also, just I've, I didn't like them as much as a kid, but now like a rice, bean, and cheese burrito really slaps. Really slaps. Mm, you may as well throw some shrimp in that bad boy. It won't harm anything. <laughs> As long as the top button Mitch and Blue Hairs have a say, Bruce Pearl will never be coach at UK. Hey, you rhymed. But I think I think I think the age is as much of a factor now as anything. Like, if he hasn't won a championship, there could be a scenario where if you know he's he's still running around, hopefully keeping a shirt on, but he's still being enthusiastic and he's still with it. Obviously, there could be a scenario where it'd be like, hey, do you want to come to Kentucky for three or four years? Be the guy that's following a polarizing legend and see if you can get yourself a title and then hang it on up. There could be an avenue for that. I think it'd be unlikely, though. Another texter says, Scooch, the players are just soft now, and they think because NBA does load management that they should too. That checks out. Uh, yeah, and another texter said, Rash said it perfectly. It's a different mentality in basketball and injuries than any other sport. Are you all going to do back cat talk? Yeah, we did back cat talk. We got it. We got it for you, Texter. Don't you worry, buddy. Um, we do need to do a little bit more basketball talk. And TJ, is it weird that I'm confident about tomorrow night's game? Yeah, that's weird. Like I- I'm excited for it. There's some people that like act like when UK is not going to be favored in a basketball game, it's like watching a public execution or something like that. Really like it's, is. it's a, it's a sport. It's going to like, we can, I can't watch this. Ah, it's like, you're not uh, doing clockwork orange on you. <laughs> I'm going to be mad if they lose. I, I will be, I'll be frustrated regardless of how the game plays out. There's no scenario where if Kentucky loses, I'm not going to be a little disappointed or bummed. And there's an avenue for me to be just rightfully fully ticked off Roush, just really mad. Uh, that could totally happen. That being said, it's it's entertainment. Like I'm still excited for it. I still want to watch this team play basketball, even if there's the possibility that things aren't going to go well. But I'm interested in your enthusiasm. Tell me more. Much of it is based purely on the fact that this team is going to win one of these dumb games that they shouldn't win and have no business winning, it, whether it's at Auburn or at Tennessee. And – the style at which Auburn plays, I think, lends itself to, to benefit Kentucky where you want to get in a track meet? If Kentucky's firing from outside, they'll get – yeah, okay, bring it on. So I I really am – it's going to be hard for me to not take the over in this matchup. Um, the part that does concern me without Trey Mitchell is just Janai Broom is pretty pretty solid – basketball player um, who has enough physicality to bother Kentucky inside. And I think what is ultimately like, I, I'm, I'm going to sprinkle some money line. Cause I just think that there's like, it'll probably be almost two to one 
Uh, there'll probably be a lot of money on Auburn after they just absolutely shellacked South Carolina. So I think I think they might drink a lot of their own Kool-Aid. Their heads might get a little bit big. And then that 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 might open the door for Kentucky to do something crazy. Where I do worry, though, is just that when the game slows down late, that the Cats aren't going to really have an answer for Brew. That that's my biggest concern because what what did Gonzaga just do? Right? Like they, they things got tight. They just pounded it inside until they won. Um, I, I, I fear that Bruce Pearl, um, even though he's a rah-rah guy, he's not too dumb to see that, and he'll just go to broom in the paint. So um, I do think Kentucky's going to give a much better performance than, than many expect, though, because that's just kind of – I mean, that, that's kind of been Cal's MO in recent years too, right? You get this disappointing team, and then they go and shock you with a big win on the road. The, the C.J. Frederick game at Tennessee – People, how, how could you ever forget that, right? Like, I, who did they lose to? Kentucky lost to somebody on Tuesday night, and I unloaded on Tennessee. I was like, they're going to kill them. There's no chance. And then they went and just won. So I, I think we could have a scenario here where uh, I, I'm trying to zig while everybody else is zagging. The, the time might be right for the Cats to get hot and with their backs against the wall, come out with an outstanding performance on the road. Hope, I hope you're right. E- even if Kentucky had Oscar, I think the matchups inside would be tough for UK. Uh, they don't have Oscar, and they have a guy that's coming off a 10-block performance. Ugo's going to have to even be better than he was on Tuesday. If you, That's hard to believe, but that's how big of a tag. He doesn't have to get 10 blocks. I'm not saying – like you, it's not a quantity sort of deal, but the quality is going to have to be right where it was at and, again, maybe even better – because Broom is a handful. He's really, really good. Auburn can spread the floor. I think their bigs combined for nine threes on Wednesday night. They can spread the floor. They have guards that can take people off the dribble and, like I mentioned earlier, shoot from anywhere. It's going to be a really, really tough task defensively. All that to say, though, Auburn stinks defensively. They're not very good defensively either. And they had a nice performance against South Carolina, but Kentucky should – be able to get what they want. And Roush, I hate this level of analysis because it's not detailed. This this could be a shot-making game where if like Kentucky's on fire, I could see what you're saying happening or at least UK yeah. having a chance to win late. Like Reeves um, is kind of – he's been kind of cool as of late. You know, I think he has three threes in his last two games. Yeah, it, you know, but sometimes he's taking on the point guard role, and I think that takes a shooting out a little bit. But gosh, it seems like he can knock down that, what, 24-footer on the wing anytime he gets it. It'll be Dillingham a lot of times who will just rocket that pass over to him. And it's not even like Reed's defender is off him. He's usually on the perimeter defending him, but he's just sagged off a little bit because Reed doesn't have the ball. And then Dillingham whips that pass over. The defender makes a very normal, basic defensive play where he just steps out and puts his hand up. But Reed's already like in his motion as he's catching the ball. Uh, that That is something, that's almost like a, cheat code just to have that in your arsenal do more of that but when he's playing point and he's on the ball he doesn't pull up as much and maybe he should but I hope you're right uh, but if Kentucky they're going to get plenty of open shots this could be like I said a game if they're hot maybe you got a chance to win maybe you do win and then if you're missing your open shots and it's just not your day then that's where things could could get ugly one thing I can guarantee you Auburn's going to shoot a million free throws they're just going to shoot a million free throws. Hopefully the officials will have their mindset early in the game where it'll be like, hey, this is a fun, fast-tempo game. We're not going to get in the way unless it's just blatantly obvious. 
fingers crossed that that's what we get. More likely, Roush, even if we do get that, there's going to be some stretch in the second half where it's touch, foul, touch, foul. Auburn's going to shoot a lot more free throws than UK. Cats have to be ready to overcome that tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Thanks for the reminder, TJ. I needed that because I'm I'm probably going to be in a shouting kind of mood during the game. So I, I wish that. I could bet on that. Like, which team will shoot more free throws? Because you could make a killing off betting the other team. So it'd be funny if it was just home team and it was minus ten thousand every. <laughs> you just home team's going to get the whistle, especially at Auburn's Cracker Jack Neville Neville Arena. Um. Uh, Two final texts on the Thorns text line before we share our predictions. TJ, forgot to let you know, but serving blows don't tra- transition that from appraising if you're on the hunt. Uh, I what 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 blows about surveying? It always looks fun to me. I always see the people out when I'm driving. They look happy. You're out in nature. You're doing you're doing numbers and stuff. Maybe maybe they don't. George Washington was a surveyor. He seemed to like his life just fine. How can you possibly suck at painting a person who sucks at painting? Roush's walls are full of splotches and random bumps. <laughs> I, I, I was bad at it, for sure. But I've, I just need to do more of it, I guess. We, we painted Lucy's room, and we had fun doing it, and it turned out fine enough as is. And uh, this one will turn out fine enough as is. And when they're five or six, if they want to paint it again – we can we can do it that way, and if they really care when they're like twelve or thirteen, then we'll hire a professional. Then, but I, I'm I've got I'm all right for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Baby's not here yet, so you know it'd be different if baby was here. John here. Good game day morning, everyone. Uh, what what game day is today? Okay, I'm on four day mini break from work. What's that, Scooch? Backcats. Oh, you're right. The Betcats. You're right. got to remember it's baseball season, baby. I might be. I might do some fishing if the weather stays somewhat good for the Cats tomorrow. I believe they can win, and I'm hoping for the best. I'm about 25% likely to put some money on the game for the Cats' victory. Hey, crew, will you all be betting on the game? Well, got to go holler at you the next week. Uh, have a good weekend, John. I think it may be too cold for fishing, but Monday I think it's going to warm back up. Scooch, what's the spread going to be? Uh, I would say Auburn 7.5. I was thinking, I was thinking Auburn six and a half. I, I, I think, I think you're, I think you're right on that one. Love those money lines, then. Come on, baby, come on. It could even. I, I wouldn't be shocked if it even were like eight potentially. I mean, they just want, they just beat the number eleven team in the country by forty points. Yeah, but who was the number eleven team in the country? It was South Carolina. Exactly. Yeah, so I know they're good this year, but South well, Carolina is they're they're the, they're still cocks, just a bunch of cocks. Yeah, not scared. One texter says, oh, great. Anonymous coach quotes again. We've got more of them. Yep, that's that's how it goes. It's that time of the year. I just think think it's a little cheap to have to use anonymous quotes to get your point across. Right, put your name on it. Like if you if if you need if you need the affirmation of the gist of your article suggesting one thing, and you have to have the anonymous quotes to back it up, I, I just don't use them. Just so don't you're use more them. Anti the journalist using them than the coach giving them. Yes, I'm pro the journalist using them because it's great for clicks. People love it. No, it's. I mean, you, you can get away with it every so often, but if you go to that well too much, it's chicken bleep. I mean, it yeah. just because, like, you know. 
to, to make your point and to be like, I'm backed up by these anonymous, oh, well, you're always backed up by anonymous coaches then. You're, you're, oh, yeah. The people That's that are too scared true. to put their name on it always agree with you, it seems. And, I, I you know, if you want to make if you want to point some flaws in UK's defense, you don't need anonymous coaches to back it up. Nope. And you can also you're summarize sure. their overall sentiments as well into your – What you're writing. Your writing which I'm sure they're doing anyways. All right, I think the Cats lose. I hope to be wrong. I'm going to say it's going to be 98 to 88. I think there's moments that we're proud of the way that things unfold, but ultimately it's just not enough, uh, and we're still asking some questions. But this is going to be a tough one. I'll take the Auburn by 10. Kentucky. Scoots, you do it. What's your prediction? I'm going to go Kentucky by one solely because Miss Neville was my least favorite teacher in high school, and they play in Neville Arena. So she can suck it. Cats win by one. Wow. 92-88, Reeves goes nuclear, and we get DJ Wagner back on track because I think that's the key is getting DJ Wagner. He got two games to get the rust off him. He's going to be regular. Cats are going to do it, baby. I hope you're right. Everybody have a good weekend. Go Batcats. Go Wildcat basketball. Everybody be good. Be safe. Have fun. See you later. Place your service, your HVAC system.